0: yeah uh it's talladega you're not safe you know um anything can happen i think for us we just do what we did at daytona um in the in the first um talladega race or the the, yeah yeah the first talladega race yeah um if we can do that but finish the race where we were running i think we'll be okay but we got to survive you know we've we put a, a lot of scenarios in place, uh, talking with our Toyota teammates of, you know, what to do and how to execute it all. And I'm like, look guys, we don't, we don't survive. You know, there's three Toyotas that usually finish the race. There's only six of us. And so I was like, we, we gotta, let's get to the final 10 laps and then we'll, you know, start to worry about this stuff. So, um, you know, I think you don't treat it any differently. You you go out and do what you you know know that you're capable of doing um, and just try to execute the best that you can. That's all you can do. All right, we'll go to Steven. Steven Toronto, CBS Sports. Bubba, uh, looking or projecting ahead to the Roval next week, uh, the way you guys ran at Watkins Glen, uh, how much morale... How much of a morale boost is, and a mentality change does that give you and your team, maybe heading into a, heading into another road course race? Yeah, Scott called me. Scott Dixon called me for tips on the upcoming season for next year. Oh. So <laughs> it's crazy how roles reverse. Kidding. Um, I mean, three or four close year. I said next year. I yeah, know, I know. I know. I know. Don't don't ruin my bubble, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin my moment. So I was. Well, oh, well, I Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish there was F1 this weekend. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say now. You want to come up here and speak (laughs) for me? Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Yeah, it was – you cannot relate. You cannot relate um, anything from the Glen. Obviously, two different racetracks. But um, I think just from being able to – the way the things that I learned at the Glen, like approach wise on corners and kind of technique stuff, you can carry that over. Um, and so I worked on a little bit of that, uh, this week in the sim and, um, picked up some speed and, and found some, uh, a, a decent rhythm, you know. Um, so it, it, it's all virtual right now until you get there in real life next weekend. Um, but looking forward to it. I know I, re- I know we've run well there the last uh, couple times we've been on the Rival. so it's just all a matter of surviving and not trying too hard and not getting caught up in somebody else's mess. And that Watkins Glen race ran pretty straightforward. There was only one caution, no stage breaks at all. Now we've got stage breaks again. So uh, is that something that? How much does that change your strategy? Do you welcome that, or is that? Would you rather have it run as it was? Now, I was I was whooped after to Glenn. no breaks. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I think that'll be a fair question to ask after. I mean, yes, we've had them before, but um, I don't know. I think I think you talk to the teams. Stage breaks, kind of. You kind of know your plan. There's no strategy involved with stage breaks, so that's uh, that's kind of the only thing that kind of ruins your fate's already kind of sealed on what you do. You pit pit this lap, pit again, finish the race. That's it. Thanks, Bob. Yeah.
1: All right, we will go Claire, Kelly, and then Lee and Holly.
2: Claire B. Lang, SiriusXM NASCAR. So I talked to Blaney about the speeding deal, and he was like, Well, you know, you have to get over that stuff. You know, you can't linger with it, you can't let it hang on. And then I talked to you about the restart. And you were frustrated about it. You said you are still kicking yourself. But as I listened to both of the answers, I thought, you know, Blenny's real chill about it, but you might use that to motivate yourself, right? Like that hard on the chip thing about the restart might do something for you internally and help you as opposed to let's just forget it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, yeah, I said by Saturday I'd be over it. I was until you brought it back up. (laughs) <laughs> um
2: you're never over it uh,
0: it's true I I, okay. I thought, thought we gave up a, a layup win there um but no I, I've, I've definitely you know I've talked to enough people and they're like hey man it's time to move on and it's and you're right um you know part of me was moved on right after the race but just knowing replaying it in my head over and over and over again it's it's hard to move on from that right because it's you feel like you made the right move leading up to that point and And then it's kind of swept out from underneath you and that's totally okay. That's life. Um, and I was like, man, what can I do to be different? If it's a restart here at Talladega, if it's next week at the Roval, like I'm constantly replaying that. And so I think now it's more of replaying the scenario to learn from it instead of dwelling on like, man, we could have won. Right. Um, but you know, I, I am focused on, well, one lap today and and then just surviving tomorrow. So that's all you can do.
2: And, and can you talk about Talladega? Well, it's been used for years to be like the media and uh, the uh, sanctioning body and uh, all the promotional people at the tracks. They love to build up Talladega for the drivers, you know. It's a blank show as far as you never know what's going to happen. And I think Denny Hamlin attested to that. How do you, how do you look at it then as a driver? How do you explain to fans that maybe never have been at this racetrack to feel it or sense it, or maybe they don't even watch that much. And they only watch when they see the car's nose to tail and the big one. How would you explain to them what this is all about
0: (laughs) here? Well, it's, it's like, uh, Daytona and Talladega, the, the morning of the race. You wake up, and this is this is from a driver's perspective, right? Um, doesn't matter if you're uh, in the position I am, or you're in a in a, a car that doesn't really compete on any other racetrack. Um, but I think every driver in the field wakes up for these four races, and they're like, "Today could be our day. Today could be our day to win," and that's exciting as hell, right? Um, like I remember being in that spot where you only thought your fighting chance was these four races and you go out there and try to make the most of it. I mean, you see a lot of these races where they play out with a lot of crashes. The guys that usually are in the back, you have a, a crazy top 10 finish. Like it's, it's a bunch of, of, of less competitive cars. I'm not trying to say this in a rude way, but we know some of the cars that have no, have no fighting chance in hell. Uh, if we're at Texas or if we're at, at Kansas or Martinsville, you know, they, they show up here uh, because they survive they they, they don't want to crash their cars for obvious reasons but avoiding the wreck and playing the race smart produces really good finishes and we've always said if you're in the top if you're in the top eight and it comes down to a green white checkered it's a it's a it's a recipe for a great day and so I, I all, always have woken up on race day excited as hell for you know just the opportunity to go out and compete because you know one of what we got, 36 of us this weekend? One of us is going to win. Obviously, that's every weekend, but th- the field is so tight, and doesn't really matter if you play your race smart and don't have any damage, and your cars just have to be decent, can keep up in the pack, you have a shot at winning. That's cool.
1: All right, Kelly. Kelly Racer.com. Bubba, as you have gone through this season and in, in the regular season, it was try to win a race, try to qualify for the playoffs. You mm-hmm. get in the playoffs, still searching for that win, but now that you're in the playoffs, has your expectations or goals changed as you guys have gone race to race? This, this may sound funny, but have you found yourself wanting it maybe any more than you thought you would to keep going race by race, round by round?
0: Um, I mean, obviously a win would be great. I would, I would love to, just continue to advance just by winning, not our, not pointing our way in, but advancing is advancing no matter how you do it, right? Um, so honestly, I don't think the, the, the mindset changes. Um, we just have to do everything that we can. I thought last weekend was uh, all around one of our cleanest and greenest races, races um, from the 23s team, from the 23 perspective. Uh, And I thought, Booty, to the pit crew, to me, we all just kind of executed in the way we should have. And it's like, okay, if that's what it's like, leading 111 laps and finishing third, and you do that every week, it's hard to do, hard to do for sure. But, you know, that's what we're capable of. And when you're in the top three like that, they say your win is bound to come. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I, I do believe that. And so we just got to keep putting our name in the hat and keep doing what we know we're capable of doing
1: when you came into the playoffs Like I said you get to the round of 16. Mm -hmm. Then it was all right. Let's try to get to the round of 12 I mean Mm -hmm. realistically though What what were you thinking as far as the ceiling for this team the first year in the playoffs?
0: So I had I went to lunch with with Dave Rogers yesterday and I I said About midway through the season. We were probably eighth twelfth place car, right? And we're sitting ninth in the points right now, right? On the, on the cusp of that. And um, I think having an understanding that usually when the playoffs start, there's going to be at least two or three playoff cars that take care of themselves, right? Whether that's failures, crashes, penalties, whatever it may be. Try not to be one of those. You go out and make sure you have a good day. You execute solid. crew has a good day, execute solid. Crew chief, strategist, they execute solid. If, if that recipe is a 20th place, okay, you missed it. But when you put yourself in a hole, um, you know, it's it's tough. You know, that's where the mistakes happen. So I think it's very capable. We're very capable of getting to the round of eight. Um, I look at the third round, really, really good racetracks. Uh, going off what I watched last year at Homestead, car looked really, really fast. <laughs> so I'm excited to get there. Uh, obviously Vegas and then Martinsville, right? So I think if we can just fight our asses off these next two weeks, then it'll be interesting to see what 23 can do for uh, the remainder of the playoffs.
1: And one last thing, real quick—the performance you had at Texas, you just said a minute ago. You, this team is capable of that. Mm-hmm. But there was times this year where you were saying that Booty has almost had to preach to you, "We're a really good team," and and you've had to believe it. So when you have runs like Texas, do you buy more into that? Of this is not a surprise. This is what we should be doing. We are capable of. Like you have. Like do you believe more that you guys are that top five, top ten team?
0: No, I mean I've 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 believed that this whole time. It's just a matter of. Is everyone on their A game today? I, I guess if you divide it up into three pieces of the pie, driver, crew chief, pick crew, uh, I feel like a lot of the times we were showing up with two out of the three slices. We never had all three, right? And so we have started to do that more and more and look at what we're doing. And it's not from us trying harder or whatever. It's just show up and, and bring your A game and we'll, we'll take what we can get. And, um, I think understanding that and appreciating that is two different things. Um, it goes a long way. It helps the team morale. And, and, you know, you fight as one team It, it sounds very bland, but you fight as one team and you, you show up to the racetrack and you're just ready to battle for whatever circumstances come your way. And that, that's what makes us so good is, is we can, we feel like we can overcome anything as long as we don't take ourselves out. So, the races can get long, super long, super long, and you can dial yourself right out. But when you have the right people in the right place to help you out. It makes that, that transitional easy.
1: All right, we're going to go Lee, Holly, Shane, and wrap with Gwen. Okay, go ahead, Lee.
2: Lee Spencer, just curious, did you have to get to like the Roval? Because when you look at your progression there from a 30-something finish to seventh the last time, every start of yours, you have become incrementally better. And I'm just wondering if it was a process over time that got you to where you were last fall, or did you have to really learn to like the track?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, hell, I, I created the racetrack. I moved the damn wall. <laughs> Eric was what two laps later than me. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, I was not a fan of it. It's it's a really really tough racetrack, right? I think the only people that like it are the ones that win. Um, and it's just the no room for error, right? We, we these cars are so on edge. You have to drive them on edge, and 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 more so in the next gen car. You're pushing this thing you're pushing this thing to the absolute limits. And with that, you kinda get a little bent out of shape and you can gather it. Real <coughs> I think the only room for error is one of the hardest corners is three and four. And it's off camera, it's a right handed corner and you're kinda chasing it. You've seen a lot of guys spin out into the barriers over there, but that's the most room that you have. Everything else and <laughs> you're you're hitting the wall and you're done. So it's, uh, it's tight and you got to be super finesse. And so I think understanding that and slowing it down more mentally and trying to process things a little bit different um, has helped me with that. And then just the, the prep work that we do um, has helped a tremendous amount. So being on the sim, talking with teammates, and, and figuring out, you know, where to gain speed, where to maintain, and where just to, you know, try to have fun. But it's it's chaotic um it it definitely is um is uh it it lives up to the name of just being dramatic right um i know marcus is probably listening to this so if i praise it up any more then he's going to add it on to the schedule for probably the next 10 years do not want that but yeah it's it's chaotic
1: all right we will go to holly and then shane go ahead holly Baba, just kind of following up with this, but can you talk about the level of confidence that it seems like you have now? I mean, this is your first playoffs. You've advanced to the second round. You are in good shape, I would say, in terms of the points right now. You just had it. But for you personally, what does this do to the level of confidence now that, that you're taking into this?
0: Yeah. Um, back to my conversation with Dave yesterday, he, he sat down. He's like, how's it feel? And I just came from the golf course of Blaney, and I was like, what, getting my ass kicked on the golf course? Or what? He's like, no, being in the round of 12. And I'm like, meh. And no, don't take that as I don't care to be here. I, it's just another race. you know. We just so happen to be in the next round. And I, uh, I think it's super cool. And, but I also think we should have been here last year. Uh, we were capable of doing this last year. Uh, we have the right people. We just can never put it all together. So, um, it's been a uh, it's been a lot of work to to get to this point for sure, um, and it's and it's super cool to see the the results pay off for everybody on this team, and uh, you know I could see my guys fired up about showing up to the racetrack, and we still got our name in the hat, and we're progressing forward. You know we were the last seed to start the playoffs. We're the last seed for this round, and we advanced, and we're two points out of advancing right now. So. It's, it's cool for them, right? I'm, I'm pumped to see them work extra hard to make sure that we're doing everything right. And that's what motivates me. Right. Um, but for me, Talladega Talladega. We know how crazy you can get rovals roll, We know how crazy. You can get, so you just gotta take it one lap at a time and, and just. And understand what I said earlier, people are going to take themselves out. Don't be one of those people. All
1: right, Shane. And then we'll end with Gwen. Go ahead, Jane.
0: Hey, Bob. I'm Shane Connick, Charlotte Observer. Um, Kyle Busch was just in here talking about his new um, deal with Spire and talking about how he looks to continue to stay involved with that and, and touted the impact that he had. He knows he had on a lot of younger drivers coming through the ranks. Um, you know, what did he mean to you? You know, obviously racing for Kyle Busch Motorsports, you know, and what kind of role did he and that team play in your development as a driver? Yeah, um, some dog got paid. Good for him. Selling um, the house. Selling the team.
2: Sam
0: still has a shot. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, well, there we go again. Lost my train of thought. Thanks, Jim. Um, now, Kyle Kyle's obviously a heck of a racer. Gave me an opportunity uh, when I was part of the JGR camp, 2013 and 14. And uh, it was tough, you know, racing against him. You know, he was he was the one to beat and I remember 2013 just racing every weekend, and it doesn't matter where we were at, he was was fast, and you were just trying to replicate that. And, you know, he would almost talk to you like, hey, man, it's easy, just do this. And you're like, what? I'm trying to figure it out. Well, I think it clicked uh, about halfway through 2014 where the 54 started being talked about almost as much as Kyle, right? And um, I think once you figured it out, it was, it was fun to show up to the racetrack and know that you were going to run top three, right? Top two. is going to be the 51, 54. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate that and just learning. I, I remember after Martinsville uh, 2013, it was in the off season and he sat me down and he was like, hey man, if you didn't win Martinsville, you were out. Simple as that. And I was like, well, we won, so let's do it again. <laughs> and uh, I think just the the, we obviously know how Kyle is, um, but you can take and appreciate some of that of just trying to push to be the absolute best. And uh, it may come off as being a jerk or being an asshole sometimes, but, you know, I, I understand what, what he's trying to go for. You know, at the end of the day, he's helping a lot of people, but he's racing for himself and wants to be the absolute best. And so if you can learn from that, if you can get past the harshness of that and, and, and try to take – some of those traits, I think that helps you along the way, and that's what I've done, right? Um, I try not—I try not to be as sarcastic, um, but just from the racing standpoint and and just going out and absolutely being a dog, Kyle taught you a lot about that, so it's pretty cool.
1: All right, and we'll take one final question from Gwen. Go ahead, Gwen. Thank you. Hi, Bubba.
0: Or at?
2: Gwen Daru. Oh, hello. <laughs> <For a laughs> how are you?
1: Good.
2: In your downtime coming up through the holidays, mm-hmm. is there anything that you can share with us that you plan to do to look forward to twenty twenty four? Like meditate, relax, take a little vacation trip, or something.
0: Whew, that sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. We are. We were talking about it this morning, Blaney and myself, and and his girlfriend Gianna. We were talking. Um. Amanda and I were talking about going to Australia, New Zealand for two weeks and my wife is a massive planner, right? Uh, Previous trips if we're doing something in December, we usually book something like the March March leading up it is what? September 30th and we have nothing booked and So I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I know if we continue to wait the plane tickets are gonna be astronomical um, which may just be more motivation to get to the next round, to accept that bonus, <laughs> <laughs> to pay for those tickets. Um, but thinking about and trying to get through the um, – trying to get all the irons worked out, um, but trying to run Snowball snowball Derby for the first time this year. So that's not relaxing at all, um, but that's a little bit more work. Looking forward to that if it can all work out. Um, I I think – other than that, it's just chilling at home. We are, we are in the midst of building a house. We broke ground two months ago, around that, and um, I have no idea what the house is going to look like or whatnot. That's all Amanda, which is totally fine. Um, but that'll be that'll be next off season when we move into that, and so we'll be dealing with that in the off season. But really, I've been able to just get away throughout the weeks, uh, even during the playoffs. Now I've just playing video games, staying at home. So that's what I plan on doing, whether it's in Australia or not.